0: to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer a heretic. I'm your host, Matthew J. DiStefano, and for the next hour, I'll be your Sherpa to nowhere in particular. Nowhere in particular. Hey, what's up all you hellbound heretics? It's the one and only professor of word vomit, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Matthew J. Distafoto here for another episode. And we've got a good one today. We're gonna be calling up Derek Day, fellow co-host of the Heretic Happy Hour podcast, author, writer, provocateur, iconoclastic, professional asshole. Um, so we're gonna hit him up shortly. But before we do, let's just uh, let me just say if I could, that if you want to support my work, head on over to patreon.com slash MJ We're not going to run ads on here. I'm going to try to do it the uh, a different way, an alternative way. Um, so that, uh, yeah, people can pay for what they want. They don't have to listen to me blab on about something they might not care about. And maybe you don't care about Patreon, that's fine too. But uh, either way, you're going to get all this good shit for free. But if you want and if you are able and you have the means, head on over to patreon.com slash mjdistefano. Support this work. Become a producer of the show. Become a, pro- a co-producer in everything I produce because that's that's how I produce content is through the help of you fine people. Uh, make sure you listen to the, the most recent episode of Heretic Happy Hour. We uh, are in the Conspiracy Theory uh, series and we got an- another one coming out shortly every other Tuesday. So if you haven't yet followed that show, if you haven't subscribed on iTunes or Podbean or Spotify or wherever the fuck you get your podcast fixed, make sure you do that. And, uh, what else do I got? Oh, we got a book coming out. I've already told you about that in October, the bonfire sessions, autumn, that's going to be coming out shortly and huge shout out to everyone who has bought my book heretic and from the blood of Abel in, in the recent months, I just got some, uh, I just got a report from some royalties on book sales recently, and uh, they were quite good. So uh, thank you for everyone who who is doing that. Both Heretic and From the Blood of Abel are on sale from now through the end of the year for only three ninety nine, and both have consistently been ranked in the top hundred fifty. Um, and even uh, From the Blood of Abel got to the top three, I think, in its category on Amazon. So. Thank you so much. Um, totally humbled. Totally appreciative that people are finding the finding the book, finding value in the book, all the reviews and positive reviews that I'm getting. Uh, thank you so much. I couldn't do it without you. Uh, yeah. Apologize for my voice today. It's uh, California's on fire and it's been smoky as shit <coughs> for the last... Uh, God, it seems like two months, but it's been really bad in the last week. So, apologize for that. It, the allergies are crazy. My eyes are burning. Uh, I don't have the COVID so, so far as I know. It's just the smoke inhalation. So, uh, yeah, bear with me. But anyway, let's uh, let's give Derek a call and see if we can't have a lovely conversation. Hello, Derek Day. What's up, man? Uh, you the man, Matt? How are you doing? Well, I know I'm the man. That's right. I'm doing well. Well, I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm doing okay. okay. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of uh, we it's snowing in Northern California in uh, September, but it's not snowing um, any sort of water. Uh, it's snowing ash, and it sucks. Yeah, man. But uh you know it's California so we're uh this is what we do every year these days The world is pissed with America Dude so <laughs> uh, it's so well it's funny cuz um you always hear about uh how California's being punished because we're so liberal Yeah But you you don't hear that when double hurricanes hit the south hit the bible belt Yeah exactly Or or, or even when uh what was it when Katrina hit New Orleans it was uh, for all the debauchery that goes on down on Bourbon Street, but that's not even Bourbon Street wasn't even damaged really compared to like the Ninth Ward in the yeah. poor district. So God's God's got to get his aim better if you feel yeah, me. Yeah, man, it's <laughs>
1: like God. They somebody needs to send God back to sniper school or something. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like yeah. he's dealing with hand grenades when he needs to have like you know a a a, a fifty caliber Barrett or something.
0: Yeah, but um, but yeah, I guess that. Um, that leads me to why I called you. You are the Derek Day uh, co-host with myself and Keith and Katie of Heretic Happy Hour. Love talking to you. And you always have a way of, how should I even put it? Getting, getting past all the religious fuckery that goes on and really ruffling some feathers, especially on social media.
1: Well, you know, I do what I can. I, I'm, I'm, it's like a public service in my mind. It, it, you know, it's like one of those things, it's something that needs to be done and somebody's got to do it. It might as well be me. I ain't
0: got shit else on my plate. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so what, I mean, you know, uh, talk, talk about that. I mean, I, I know, I, I know that you probably weren't always there. I wasn't always there, but something, at least for me, like something in my bones was like, I got to say something and I got to keep saying something. Cause this ain't, this ain't right. This religion we call Christianity ain't right.
1: No. And and here's here's my thing. I just kind of got tired of playing the game of spiritual connect the dots and spiritual calisthenics trying to curve fit things that didn't fit. You know, we're we're taught that okay, it when when things don't make sense, well, you know, God's ways are higher than ours and our thoughts are not his and You know, you just really, Derek, you need to get your shit together, man. You you just stop being, stop disbelieving. Just, just trust. And when I, when I look at it is, is see, this is the thing I tell people that I'm an engineer by profession. And when I say engineer, it's sort of a loose term because I'm a software engineer. So I I build software systems, Uh, but, but it's the same principles apply. And, and one of the things that I do is, I'd go back and reverse engineer shit. I mean I've been doing this ever since I was a kid. I'd take things apart and try to figure out how how they work and and when I began to really look at this I I went through a phase I want to say about seven years ago where I said okay every if, if everything if anything in the Bible is going to make sense, it's got to make sense through the lens of Jesus right? But then when I started looking at looking at everything through that lens and going back and reverse engineering things I said, "Okay, wait a second. There, there are some spots where I don't see Jesus." I don't. And 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 where I was told to try to you know just plug Jesus in. Just plug him in there and it'll be okay. No, it's not okay. You know, there's there's just a lot of shit that doesn't make sense. And so when when I when I got to that point I began to, uh, to reverse engineer and deconstruct, disassemble, reassemble. And, and, and again, it's like engineering where you take the parts that you've disassembled and you kind of mix them and match them and you, you add things, delete things and, and see how it works, you know, basically, uh, trial and error prototyping, if mm-hmm. you will. And, and what, what I came up with was I was like, wow we've been bamboozled
0: we have we have been bamboozled and it's and it's unfortunate cuz it's setting it's setting humanity back so much and it's not just christian muslims probably do it too yeah any anyone anyone that adheres to a text and idolizes it i think is going to set set people back and and it's unfortunate cuz there could be beautiful things in any faith tradition but i mean we've just missed we miss the point so often.
1: Well, you know, I look at this right. Um, I, I've been into this this whole thing about quantum physics, and 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 basically, there's this thing called the quantum field, and the quantum field is this big field in which everything exists. And within this field, there are many fields and micro fields, and all of this. And and within each one of these fields, certain things happen that cause a particle to appear or disappear. In, in other words, something changes the state, and and when I think about the overarching field of everything, Matt, it's got to be love. Because yeah. when if, if you think about this, this is the one thing that humanity unites around. The problem is, is that we don't have a general agreement on how love should be manifest. And that's the problem. So... When, when people ask me, they say, okay, Derek, you know, let's say, you know, you're such a smart ass. What is love? And I make it real simple. It's empathy and compassion. Yeah. That's it. If I'm willing to look at life through your eyes, take a walk in your footsteps, then I have empathy for you. And if I'm not willing to do that and I say, I love, I'm bullshitting you. Right. But the flip side of it is, is compassion. Okay. So I can say, yeah, I want to walk a mile in your footsteps. I want to see things through your eyes, but do I really give a shit? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the big thing because compassion just simply says, I care. I give a fuck. And if you, and if you don't, then if you say you love you, you're, you're lying. So I I broke it down to this elemental, uh, you know, working model. And I say, this is where, this is where the, the rubber meets the road of love. So this is how we know whether or not we are truly operating in love or not. Do I, am I
0: willing to see it through your eyes? And do I care? Real simple. Yeah. And what, what do you say to the people? Cause I've heard this so many times is that, well, Derek, that's not love. Cause the Bible lays out what love is. And sometimes love is tough and sometimes love is just. And of course by just, they mean like angry and wrathful. Um, you know, that's not how the Bible defines love.
1: I love it when people ask that a question because, you know, I'll, I'll ask them, are you a Bible literalist? In other words, do you place stock in 100% of the literal interpretation of, of the Bible? And if that is, I say, now take your Bible and turn it to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And go through what love is according to your book and the last time i checked tough was not one of those characteristics love is patient love is kind love is not easily provoked love uh, you know it it, it puts his own it, it puts the needs of others ahead of its own and love never fails
0: you're starting to sound like jesus by turning turning it back on them i love that what is <laughs> what does your book say yeah <laughs> You know, you, I, uh, you, I
1: love how Jesus did it. Jesus used to really, you know, Jesus did a real mind fuck on a lot of people. He, he basically said, "You've heard it said, but I say."
0: I, you uh, know, I, I don't think people would like. I don't think Jesus would be liked by people. What would Jesus no. do? What would happen if Jesus was here? I don't think many people would like him at all. I think, I think we'd call him an asshole. Yeah, honestly, yeah,
1: he'd be a bit of a dick for sure, and um. And, and and then uh, probably considered a subversive, uh, a liberal, um a socialist. There there's a lot of accusations that could be leveled at Jesus because and and this is the funny thing. And I'm I'm going to I'm going to go way out on the fringe here.
0: <laughs> this is apostates anonymous. You, you there's no fringe.
1: Okay, well well well, well cool because this <laughs> is you know Jesus said you've heard it say said but I say. And he basically lays out how it all is, and and here's the thing that whenever a lie gets traction, it gets traction because it has just enough truth in it to make it palatable, to make mm-hmm. it believable. So this is where I am right now, and 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 you and I, we've talked about this, and um, you know, at at least a fifty thousand foot level. But I really believe that Paul is not ev- is not who everybody claims him to be or believes him to be. You know, people. Uh, elevate and venerate Paul as though he were something special. And and really, Paul was just a guy. But here's the thing, Paul was not just a guy, he was a guy with an agenda. And what I believe is that Paul basically, or better yet, maybe I, I might be being a little unfair by laying this at Paul's feet, because there's a lot of evidence that a lot of writing that were ascribed to Paul weren't really Paul's, but people use Paul's name because Paul had juice. You know, in other words, Paul, if I, if I sign this Paul, see, there's no, there's no Google, there's no forensic, uh, signature analysis. There's no, no vetting. You know, anybody could write something to say, Hey, yeah, well, uh, this is Paul. So, so basically the, the way I see it is like, there's a lot of what Paul wrote that aligns with What Jesus said, even though it didn't, you know, absolutely replicate it in in quotes, it's close, but, you know, not quite. Um, So somebody, okay, that's the better way of putting it. (laughs) Somebody, maybe Paul, maybe somebody purporting to be Paul, basically hijacked what was called the way of Jesus and created Christianity from that. And and that's that's where I am. I mean, basically, I, I I look at the I look at the Gospels as the centerpiece of Scripture. And um, you know, I, I throw in Genesis because you you have to have a beginning. <laughs> you know, there, every story has to have an opening chapter. Uh, and and then um, and then basically the book of Acts and and pretty much everything else, every er, everything else that's in scripture, I've basically kind of tabled it. I won't say, you know, in conversations that you and I have had before I said I shit canned it and and I have to, I have to walk that back because I didn't really shit can it, but I've definitely tabled it. In other words, you know, these are things that I don't hold sacred. You know, they're there and they're there for some, you know, purpose of study or whatever, purpose of consideration, analysis or whatever. But as far as whether they are part of, what we should be, what should we should be uh, aspiring to as quote unquote Christians, not not anymore, not me.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I like that. I think I've gone the other way where I I've opened everything up to be like all of it is sort of tabled, but sort of scripture at the same time. Like, give me the Vedas, give me the Bhagavad Gita, even give me mm-hmm. the Quran. You know, all these things. Like, give me the Bible, give me the you know the pseudo Pickerfoot. Look give at the me yeah, yeah, give give me all that, but do not create an idol out of it. No, it's not it's not your moral book, your guide for life. It doesn't have all the answers in there. It doesn't. I'm no. sorry. I'm hey, sorry to people. Really to the people. Who, yeah. Yes.
1: Jesus. Jesus. I don't think he even wanted to make himself an icon. It, it's like everywhere Jesus said, "Okay, I did this, but don't go around telling people that I did it." And and what did they do? They wrote the shit down anyway, and and, and then, uh, you know, Jesus wasn't really trying to build a reputation for himself. What he this is, um, this is what I believe that Jesus came to do. Jesus came to show us that we were not at enmity with with source, that we, we we've never been separated, that the separation that that we perceived between us and God was in our own mind, and that. He came to show us what fully formed divine humanity looks like. In other words, Paul Paul writes, or or someone who claims to be Paul, I don't know, uh, said that that Jesus thought it not robbery to be considered equal with God. Okay, so Jesus didn't elevate himself above anyone else because he was quick to he when, when the first scandal of the gospel was this when Jesus said, "My Father." my father. That was the first scandal. Then the second scandal was when he said, our father or your father. In other words, what Jesus was doing is when he, he said, my father, he made himself equal to God. And then when he said, your father, he said, I'm making you equal with me. Now, if I'm equal with, if, if you know, it's the uh, the principle of equality in mathematics, right? If this is equal to this, then this must be equal to that. Right. And that's what that's what I believe Jesus was showing us.
0: Yeah, it it, it, it when I first started like uh, deconstructing or whatever, that those kind of things really got me. Like, okay, so we've always said that Jesus is God. Okay, what did Jesus call us? Brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hold on. Now, if 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 how does that, how does that work? Like, if Jesus is the only Son, like we say in Christian churches. But okay, so if Jesus is God's son, but and he calls us our the brother or sister, well, does, doesn't that make us sons and daughters yeah. of God? Doesn't that make it co-equal with God? Like, yeah, if Jesus is God, like, and that—that's in your Bible, folks. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're a Christian, so you know, I, I've I've always you know asked people like, well, what's up with that? And they always have yeah. answers, but I, I don't know. They don't. They never work for me because it is. I don't want to make it a math problem but it is like that math problem if a then b and if b then c then a and c you know all that kind of stuff like Yeah. Yeah, that seems now, to make of course, sense. Now somebody to me.
1: Would, would come in and accuse you of of a logical fallacy there and they are say okay you're you're creating a false dichotomy there Derek That you know that uh, that that it's that it's it's not just binary but here's here's the thing that what Christian religion likes to do is it likes to pick its is shading is shaded areas right? Yeah. It's black and white where where they expect it to be but for you <laughs> or, or or let me say this for for you it's black and white but for me it's shades of gray and that that's the way that's the way your typical uh m1 a1 evangelist uh e- evangelical looks like
0: yeah i'm yeah i, uh, yeah, I mean we, we we could list how many how many problems are, are wrong with evangelicalism uh but I don't know if we have that much time. We might have to be here hours to dissect that whole thing. But <laughs> that's what that's what our social media accounts are for, right, my man?
1: Yep. I mean, you know, the, 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 here here's the thing, and I, I I go through this. People, you know, people want to argue. They 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 want to b- belabor a point. And there was a time that um, I wanted to demonstrate how smart I was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so in that in that desire to elevate my own intellect I'd engage in these debates with people. And and what I found was is that almost no one changes their mind because you've argued with them. No. Nope. So so where I am now is I'll put something out on social media and people will come in and and they they want to disagree. Okay, cool. No problem. Hey, I'll, my my catchphrase now is your mileage may vary you know, in other words, we, we have, we starting off the same stuff, but you might get a few more miles out of the tank than I do, or I might get a little bit more than yours, or I might be a little quicker or whatever. Right. Um, but the, the thing is is that, um, I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I'm, I'm going to, this is my space and I'm going to say what I want. Okay. Now this is my, what, what the the analogy that I formed here? Uh, I can I can say what I want on my page. That's my space. It's like my home or the sanctuary of of my church if I still had a church. It's it's my space and and I'm I'm pretty well free to say what I like there. Right now, if I go to Matt's page and I say Matt, you're a dick. You're wrong. This, that, and the other. And, and I try to you know, basically shit in your bed. And, and that's, that's literally what it is. It's it's the equivalent of, um, you know, basically the social media thing is that if you're not blocked, that means you kind of have an open invitation into someone's house. So if you're going to come into their house, you want to act like, you know, you got some sense so that you get a repeat invite. But if you come into my house and take a shit on my living room floor, well, dude, you're not, you're never coming back. <laughs> and that's that's how I look at it. So, if it, 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 my my rule is, and I have very few rules I like, but one of my rules is that if you come to my page, you see something you don't like, you have a couple of choices. One is that you can ignore it and keep scrolling, or yep. you could decide you want to say something. Well, uh, your your opinion is is valid, and and it, and you're certainly entitled to it. But if you if you say something, and I say, okay, bro, that's cool if that works for you, then that's your cue to move on. And once you go beyond that, now, again, you drop trowel and you squat it down in my living room and you're yep. taking a dump. Yep. Now, and once that happens, now, once you've gone beyond uh, the the point where, where I care to entertain it any further at that point you have to go. And so, so at this point in, as far as social media goes, you know, and 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 people say, well, this is thats not very loving. You're always talking about love. Well, yeah, I always talk about love, but by the same token, you're not going to just kick me in the nuts and walk away, and then think you can come
0: back tomorrow and do the same thing. Right. You better have forg- forgiven me, Derek, for me kicking you in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's
1: not not how it works at
0: all. <laughs> no. No. No, it is not. And that's not how it should work. But, um, yeah, here we are in the, in the age of social media, man. It's a, it's a wild, wild world out there. It is. But I appreciate what you're doing. I love following, following your page. Uh, I love that we brought you on to the Heretic Happy Hour. Actually, you know what? I'll say it. you earned your spot on the Heretic Happy Hour, both you and Katie did. So man. I love that you're a part of the crew and it's, um, it's been a blast, um, in the, in the, in the couple months that, that we've transitioned, um, to both of you.
1: Yeah. It's, it's been awesome. But, but before I go, I want to give a shameless plug for this guy's book, Heretic, go get this fucking book because this book, if, if you, if you lay all of your religious peccadilloes, prejudices, and so on and so forth, if you lay that at the door and just read this with an open mind, and 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 don't don't look at it as like a flat rendering like like many people treat scripture. Read it from multiple dimensions. Read it from different angles. And if you do this, this book could possibly change your life. How do you like that, Matt? I'm giving you a plug.
0: And I didn't yeah, I appreciate that. I didn't even ask you to do that.
1: No, you didn't. But I didn't
0: that, even, I didn't even ask you to do that. <laughs> that book literally
1: I I think that I read that book uh, either two or three years ago. I'm not really sure now, but when I did, that was
0: a game changer. Well, good, good. And you're you you're working on a book right now, aren't you? Yes, I am.
1: Yes, I am. I'm I'm actually working on on two books. One is one is uh um the working title is Love Forward, moving forward at the speed of love. And uh, and the other one is is deconstructing religion part two, which I wanted to call the subtitle to that burn that shit to the ground. But man, when when I look at everything that's going on in mainstream Christianity right now, I don't need to light any matches, man. They're burning this shit on their own. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. That's true. They're doing a, they're doing a fine and dandy job of it on their own. Yeah, man. Well, you got uh, for love. I, I've heard you mention love forward. Do you have a tentative idea of of a release within the next year?
1: Uh, it it will it should be out sometime later on in the fall. My my goal is to is to beat Thanksgiving. Oh, this year, yeah.
0: Oh, cool. All right. Well, good. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, man. I'll um, I guess I'll see you the next time we record. Should be yes, soon. Yes, sir. I'll be looking right.
1: forward to it, man. You kick ass. All right.
0: All right. Peace, man. All right. Peace. Ah, uh, that was such a good conversation with the one, the only. Derek motherfucking Day. Derek motherfucking Day. Uh, I would encourage everyone who is listening the, to this to follow Derek Day on Facebook, Insta, Twitter. Uh, he puts out content out the yin-yang. Always, always provocative. Always getting you to think. And one of those guys who doesn't really care if you disagree with him it's not necessarily about agreeing or disagreeing with them. It's about radically transforming just the way you approach life to where you're always trying to think broad more broad, more uh, wide, more deep and and about whatever we believe, having it transform us toward a posture of love. And I don't know. Seems like Christianity could use some of that these days. Seems like we all could use some of that these days. But uh, huge shout out to Derek. Be on the lookout for his book that he's writing, Love Forward, um, and of course support his podcast, Heretic Happy Hour. I heard it's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's only good because uh, because Katie and Derek are there. It was pure shit before that. But um, anyway. Yeah, huge shout out. Go go follow him. Uh, thank you, Derek, for coming on. I think we're gonna try uh, to give. Well, I've got a couple. I got a couple people in the works for the next couple episodes. I think we're gonna try to get Kyle Butler on here. We're gonna get Katie Valentine on here uh, shortly, and I'm not sure who else. So, if you have ideas, give me a call. Or, no, I don't have a hotline. Shit. Shit, I need to get a fucking hotline. What podcast has a hotline? I, I, I don't know. But I, I'm just rambling now. No, hit me up on, on Facebook if you have ideas on who you want me to call. And we'll see if we can work that out. I've got I've got a ton of friends who I can call. But eventually, maybe I'll run out of ideas. Or if, uh, if, you, think, if you think you should be a guest and you want me to call you, make your case. Find me on Facebook. I think you can even send a message uh, via Anchor. So if you go if, you, if you're listening to this on anchor, uh, it's anchor.fm/apostates Anonymous. I think you can even send a message, so try that out. Uh, but anyway, uh, as I said in the opener, before we call Derek, uh, California's on fire, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to do an episode on that and kind of talk about climate change and environmentalism and all that good stuff because here's the deal. I don't know what it's going to take some people to get it through their heads that the fucking climate is changing. And it's changing at a rate that is unprecedented. And, and, and it's completely obvious that humanity is responsible. And I, I don't understand how people can think that they're not that we're not. And I will concede that the climate does change. That is that goes that's proven. No one's saying the climate doesn't change or that it's only caused by humanity. The argument is that it's the current thing we see is exacerbated by humanity and can only be due to the to our behavior, due to industrialization due to carbon emissions that, that we put out more than any other uh, species, or it, it just boggles my mind that, that we, we don't see this. And I know it's been politicized and I know people have used it to fulfill some sort of political ideology or, or, or what have you, but that doesn't take away the fact that it's real. And that it's getting worse. And that we're feeling the real effects of it. I mean, I, I've, I've lived in California 36 out of, of my 37 years. And I do not remember this consistent of summers. Yes, summers have been dry in California. Yes, they have been hot in California. But I don't remember every single summer there being smoke for months and months and months upon end. Is that even the right phrase? <laughs> months and months on end. Um, yeah, we we've always had fires. I remember in 08, we had some we had some fire uh, some fire threats to our town, but not not to this consistent level. I mean, we're seeing record temps. We're seeing record fires. We're seeing millions of acres burned, and it's becoming so consistent that you can't help but notice. And my childhood house burned down in Santa Cruz fires years and years ago. Um, you know, my fa- my wife's families all lost their homes in the, in the 2018 campfire when Paradise was basically burned to the ground. At least 85% of it was lost. I'm I'm reading stories now of people who lost their home in that fire, losing their home in this most recent fire in in northern California. That's two homes in 2 years. And this is happening. I I the same thing happened in um I heard a story of someone who lost their ha- uh, their house in the car fire which was the one up in Redding, California a couple years back. Moved to moved to Paradise, lost their home in the camp fire a couple years back uh one year after that. This is happening over and over and over. The death tolls are rising. The acres lost are are in the hundreds of thousands per fire. And there's like multiple, multiple, multiple fires every year. This is just one effect of climate change. And it it should be the one that wakes us the fuck up to do something about it. It's not the only one. The hurricanes are getting more... um, more destructive. I don't know if they're getting more hurricanes, but the force and the power from the hurricanes in the Gulf are becoming are becoming out of control, and that's due to warming ocean uh, temperatures. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse, and and I wish this wasn't a political issue. I wish it wasn't politicized. Environment should not be politicized. It should be on both fucking sides of the aisle. Like, this is one thing we should be able to agree on. And it fucking... It boggles my mind that we can't agree on. The environment is important and we need to protect it. There is a cause and effect. Human beings have a negative effect on the environment if we are not careful. The planet will kick us the fuck off or make it inhabitable if if it becomes uh if it if it becomes that way too hot too dry in a lot of places <clears throat> speaking of which too smoky <laughs> it's just it's becoming unbearable in many places southern california northern california oregon parts of washington parts of colorado it's becoming unbearable we haven't had rain since fucking I don't even know when April. Oh no, we had it. We had a couple. We had a little bit of rain a couple weeks back. That's what started these fires. We had a tiny, tiny bit of rain and a ton of lightning, and it lit everything on fire. And yes, there was that one gender reveal party that uh, <laughs> I, I, I Jesus Christ, stop with the gender reveal parties for fucking sake, and stop shooting off goddamn fireworks fuck everything's a tinderbox some people are so fucking stupid but that's beside the point but we got to we got to get our act together and i don't even know how cuz we're so divided like the minute you say climate change or the minute you say environment the minute you start talking about plastic and not using plastic cuz you're ruining the oceans and you're killing the fucking coral reefs it's like all of a sudden you get written off or some sort of political pawn. And it's just it's it's frustrating because it could have nothing to do with that. You just want your kids, you just want yourself, your kids, your grandkids, people in your family that haven't even been born yet, generations in the future, like you just want them to have a planet that's healthy and happy, and we can be one with the earth. And you'd think you'd think that like Christians especially would get this. Like, open up the first page of your book, and read the first chapter of your book, and you should get this. We're to be caretakers of the earth. We're to be one with the earth. We're responsible for what happens to the earth. Like, we're responsible. There's a cause and effect. You could fuck things up. Just like if you're responsible for anything, if you're a caretaker of anything, if you're a caretaker at like a, a elderly home and your boss shows up and everyone all the all the folks that you're in charge of are dead or malnourished or they got the wrong medications or they're sick and you're not doing anything about it you're fucking responsible. Like you are in charge of that. And so that's what the book tells you, the book that you worship, right? <laughs> the book that you claim to revere it tells you to be a steward of the earth and we're not being a good steward and and a lot of christians especially in the dispensationalist type the left behind type the god's going to come and you know give us a new earth anyway i mean it's like we should be on the on the forefront of being like you know trying to change shit instead of like you know having this sort of exit plan an exit strategy that jesus is going to come save us Blessed be the Lord. He's going to come rapture us. Get the fuck out of here. No, he's not. We're we're going to reap what we sow. That's what I learned from the Bible. You're going to reap what you sow. And unfortunately, we're sowing some bad seeds. We're cutting down the rainforests. We're burning down the rainforests. We're, We're throwing plastic and trash in the oceans. And, and yes some of it is the cost of progress yeah but manageable stuff that we could i mean there's always going to be trash but it should be manageable but i've i've gone around my own county and picked up trash when i was out of work due to covid and i posted pictures all, all on socials about how much fucking trash i picked up in just a couple of weeks maybe a, a couple of months actually bags upon i just got rid of it it was in my driveway for months Bags upon bags upon bags. I almost got hit by a 7-Up bottle. Someone saw me on the road picking up trash and they threw out a 7-Up bottle. Or they just didn't see me and it was just coincidence. But either way, they're just chucking shit out the car. Cigarette butts. Trash. Bottles. Everything. Everything you could name. Everything you could think of on the side of the road. And just in a couple miles stretch. And I didn't even come close to... To getting it all. And that's just one little tiny town in Northern California. We are disgusting and we have ourselves, only ourselves to blame. And this isn't like a shame let's pile on. It's just hopefully like we need to change shit yesterday. Like we do not have time to fuck around. More lives are going to be lost. More people are going to be ruined due to this shit. And I'm just going to be straight. like. I think we are can really, 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 really strongly considering leaving California and going to a place that does not have these wildfires like this because it's just too much. I mean, my, 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 my yard right now, every time you walk, it's just this plume of ash i i I posted a picture of my Jeep on Insta. I mean, it had a layer of ash. You've seen the pictures of the Bay Area and other places. Of fucking, it looks like Blade Runner. It looks like the like like the Martian. What's gonna wake us up? Like hundreds of thousands of deaths. Well, that didn't even wake us up for COVID. Because I think, I think that's part of it too. It, it's not necessarily like due to climate change like COVID, but it's due to us not caretaking. It's due to us being irresponsible. It was already stated, and we, and we said this on the bonfire sessions. Mike said it last year, that we are not ready for a pandemic. Lo and behold, a couple months later, we got hit by a pandemic and we were not ready. We are not caretaking. We're not being good stewards. We're not being good gardeners. We're not. That's just the plain truth. And I include myself in that. We're. It's all of us. It's either all of us or none of us. So it's all of us. We all could do better. So that's my challenge today is like we all need to do better. If you can afford it, like get a vehicle that does not pollute. I know they're expensive, but if you can afford it, do it. I understand you got to sometimes drive a hoopty. I still have a hoopty. But as soon as I don't need to have a hoopty, I can afford it, I'm going to get something that does not pollute so much. You know, you can only do your part. But we got to make some major changes. Whether that's supporting companies that are sustainably focused, whether that's growing your own food as much as you can, whether that's getting involved with environmental agencies and asking them how you can help and raise money and raise awareness. I mean, I don't know. You're only one person. I'm only one person. But there's a lot of us. And it just depends on where our priorities are. And And it doesn't seem like we've gotten it yet. And maybe this is a wake-up call. A lot of people are, are leaving California due to other things too. But a lot of them because it's just too dangerous. This cannot be good. To It can't be good what we're breathing in months out of the year. And it's every year. It's every fucking summer. Every summer now, for months, we've got smoke, haze, ash, and this has maybe been the worst of it, but it seems like every year, every year, oh, this is the worst of it. This is the worst of it this year. It's like we're breaking new worsts. And I didn't hear him actually say this, but our governor, Gavin Newsom, was saying it's like a once in a generation event. It's like, no, bitch, (laughs) this has been happening every year. Santa Rosa burned down half of it or whatever, a small, a portion of Santa Rosa burned down a couple years and then next it was Reading and then next it was Paradise and now it's everywhere. I mean, it's, it's every fucking summer. If it was once, it would have happened once, but it's not. It's every fucking summer and there's nothing we could do about it at this point in like changing the tide. We can't turn the ship immediately, but we have to turn the ship. And there is something we could do about that. We got but we got to turn it now. We're already headed for an iceberg, but shit, you might as well turn it. You might miss it. It's not looking good. But if I can, uh, if I can channel my inner Gandalf, like sometimes all you have is a fool's hope. And you know it worked in Lord of the Rings, so fuck it. It might, it might work today. It might work with climate change. I don't know, but we need to start with awareness. Because I'm I'm getting sick of this shit. I'm getting sick of this shit. And by by next by next spring or summer, we're probably gone. And I I even put out a uh, a call to action to my followers on Facebook of where I should go. People gave a lot of great ideas. But some of y'all don't fucking listen. I was like, I want a city that's not too big, but not too small. We all want things to do. Somewhat affordable, super safe, good schools in the States and uh, not a huge city. Some people were like, how about Canada? I'm like, is Canada a state? Last I checked, not a state. Someone was like, Taiwan. I was like, Taiwan? I mean, all things being equal, maybe I would move out of the States, but we're, not, we're just not. And someone was like, uh, "How about Seattle?" <laughs> I was like, uh, "Pretty expensive." It's like, man, where's y'all re- reading comprehension? Come on now. I'm just playing around though. But people gave great ideas. Um, so, you yeah, know, I, I have no idea where we're going. We we really like the idea of uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Sounds lovely. Uh, was looking at Bellingham, Washington. Although fucking Washington's on fire too. I don't know so much about Bellingham being on fire, but. It's expensive as shit. Come on now. Affordable housing, man. God damn. We got to do something about affordable housing. For fuck's sake. I mean, our wages are not keeping up with the fucking cost of living in this goddamn country. Jesus, people. Let's do something about that. (laughs) Come on. Um, So we looked at there. we uh, We really like the idea of Madison. That's really sticking out as a lovely place. I know it's cold as balls. Um, up in, up in the winter, but give me ice over ash any day. Any day of the week. I'd rather get excited about summer coming and spring coming because of a long winter than getting excited about rain so that your fucking community's not on fire anymore. And you're not worried about your house burning down. Uh, this is the second time we've packed our shit in the last couple years. And we haven't been in the direct path of the fire. But still, you get a little bit of that complex PTSD going. And your kids, too. It's when your kids are getting fucked up by it, then it's like, geez, you know, you got to do something. My daughter was super worried about it. And I, I just don't want her to, like, grow up being stressed out every summer because, oh, there's another fire or a thunderstorm's coming. It's just, it's not worth it. And I know there's risks everywhere you go, but this is like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like in poker. Are you gonna put all? Are you gonna go all in on a pair of aces in your hand? Are you okay? You still might lose, but it's much more wise to go. Okay, I'm going all in because I'm sitting with a pair of aces. But if you're going all in, you got a seven and a two, off suited. All in. It's like you're a dumbass. That's like the literally the worst hand you can get. And if you don't know my reference, then I don't know what to tell you. It's Texas Hold'em. I don't play a lot, but I know the rules. <laughs> but the point being is when, it, are you going to stack the cards in your favor? Are you going to bet when you have a good hand? So I'd rather stack the cards in my favor and ra- then than take the risk that I that I, you know, you might live your whole life and not have your house burned down. But I don't know. This smoke can't be good for anyone. I know it can't. I know it can't. Can't even see the goddamn sky. It's made the, it's made it nice and cool though, but that's just because the sun can't get through the fucking smoke. Um, so yeah, take take climate change seriously. That's that's the that's the takeaway. That's the rub of today. Take it seriously. Do something about it. Do your part. I don't know if it's gonna help. We're probably fucked. But I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather be fucked at least knowing I tried, did something, tried to, tried to make a better world more ecologically minded world for my daughter and if she has any kids her daughter or sons uh, you know so that's that's where we're at these days I don't I don't know what else to tell you um, probably gonna like I said probably gonna look at um, maybe spring or summer if you if you want to hit me up give me some ideas everyone has given me every idea from Texas to Maine to out of the country and I think on our short list is Bellingham. Madison, uh, Asheville, North Carolina, sounded nice. Shout out to Mike Morell uh, for helping me out with that one. Um, Ann Arbor, Michigan, sounds nice, and uh, I've always loved Portland, Maine. I don't know if we're gonna make it out to New England, but Portland, Maine, is lovely. If you ever get a chance to go on the Maine coast on Highway One, drive from like Boston all the way up, hit like Kennebunk, Kennebunkport and uh, Portland, and then go all the way up to like Bangor and Bar Harbor. It's fucking amazing. Do that in the fall, October, November, and you won't regret it. Get some lobster. Get some lobster. It's, it's a fucking beautiful drive. So do that if you ever get the chance. Um. Anyway, thank you for listening. Shout out to Derek again. Uh, be on the lookout for another episode next week. And if you like proper football, a.k.a. soccer in the States, make sure you listen on Fridays. Uh, for football Fridays, premier league season has started We're we're done with week one as at the time of this coming out. And uh, I will be recapping the first week match week one, uh, for Friday's episode and previewing the next one. So if you're into that, check that out. I've already got one episode with my season preview with Brandon Dragon, Dylan neighbor, Cruz, and Aiden Parl, uh, Manchester United, Liverpool and Arsenal fans fuck off you gunners uh, again support me on patreon patreon.com mjdistefano follow me on instagram twitter facebook i don't have a tiktok yet so fuck off anyway love y'all peace